and welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast, episode 32. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. I'm Ben. Good evening. Thanks for joining us for another week where we discuss grassroots coaching. The main concept of this podcast is to discuss coaching youth football or soccer at the grassroots level. Ben and I both coach under 11 teams. Ben coaches the boys and I coach the girls. Each week we'll look to choose a different topic to cover and discuss our experiences, both good and bad, and any advice we may have. Ultimately, we're looking to get this content out there and hopefully help out other people who are coaching grassroots football. And if you do enjoy the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or your podcast catcher of choice and drop us a five-star review. These really help us grow the show and get us out to other listeners. Today's show is sponsored by Studio, and you can find them at studio.com. Studio specializes in producing high-quality earphones. All their range has a clean, elegant Swedish design and is engineered to give you that high-quality listening experience, whether you're listening to music or your favorite grassroots podcast. So, Ben, we inadvertently, life kind of got in the way this last week, and so we've we've been off, uh, had an impromptu week's holiday. So, how's it been going the last couple of weeks? Oh, we've been on fire the last couple of weeks, so we... Since we last spoke, we've played uh, we played two games. We won six nil last week, and we won seven two today. So uh, I'm I'm buzzing at the moment. Um, and the team it's we much more today, fun when you're in the mire for me, you know. And just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the team the, today was great because the, the team we played they beat us two nil in the cup just before Christmas um, on a, on an awful pitch. I probably mentioned it at the time. Then we. We had to go back there today to play him again on the same pitch. And it was probably just about playable. It was because it was so cold. It was, there was it wasn't rock hard. The studs went in, but it was I think a few degrees colder we wouldn't have played. So it was just about okay and it did thaw out a bit. Um and we won yeah, so to beat him seven two was I've got to be honest, I was absolutely blown away by how well we played. It was great. Um and I think the opposition were pretty shell shocked actually. The manager at one point he said, oh, "How many players have you got playing today that didn't play last time?" I said, "I said none of them." I said, "They all played." I said, "If anything, our centre forwards missing." So I've got, I've got a guy up front that doesn't normally play up front. He scored a hat trick. So uh, it's either inspired management or a bit of luck. But um, it was phenomenal. <laughs> we could have scored more goals, and they just, they just couldn't believe it. I don't think. Um, so yeah, um, it, was, it was amazing. What what? You know, it's obviously looking at a different end of the game, but um, my mind just drifted there to when Rashford popped up for Louis Van Gaal, <laughs> you know, uh, and that was more a bit of luck, wasn't it? You know, that uh, he just happened to, yeah. he had to bring in this kid from the reserves because of injuries and loss of form and whatever. And uh, mm. he just ended up being a bit of a revelation. So in your case, I mean, what what do you put that down to? Well, this is, we played, we've got, I would say we've only got, we've got a guy who plays at front who's really good, um, but he's missed quite a few games this year. And, it, and, he, and he's very physical, he's very quick. Um, and we haven't really got anybody else like that or any, what I would say is a natural striker. 
So I was, I sort of tried a few people there and then we were playing this game the other week and we were up against three, the, the guys I was playing up front, I, I played Elijah up there and somebody else and they just haven't got that blistering pace and they were playing against these three strong, quick defenders and we just didn't get anywhere near them. So at half time, we've got, we've got a lad in midfield who's probably the quickest player in the team. He's lightning fast and he's got a really good engine. He's very fit. Um, and I thought, oh, you know what? I'm just going to put, I was, I was just fed up of us not getting any change out of these defenders. So I thought, let's just put him up front. And he'd never, I'd never done it before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he scored. And we still lost, but he scored. Um, so again, today our centre forward was missing. So I thought, right, I'm going to, I'm going to play him up front again. Um, and I've got to say, it was probably the best individual performance of any player in our team since we started last year, I would say. It was just phenomenal. Not just his goals, but his link-up play. He was everywhere. He gave him an absolute torrid time, got his hat-trick, could have had a few more. Um, and and he's kind of surprised me with how well he's progressed because he's always been a good player, but um, he's just got better and better. So it's a really nice, like you said, it was almost a happy accident. It was just out of desperation. I sort of thought, well, I've got nothing to lose by playing him there. And today he's just sort of taking it on a level. So we've now got a really good, viable second striker, if you like, which is great. Um, so he's going about so competition for, you, for places now up front. It's good. You've said he's he's played the best. So why why is he your second striker now? Wouldn't well, you just say hang about? This is it. This is the thing. You see, there's for the for now we've got serious competition. Whereas previously it's always been it's that whole thing, you know, oh, we've, he'll always play up front because he's the only one we've got who can do that job. Not not anymore. We've now got pro, he's actually he's actually our second top scorer now and he's only and he missed the first six weeks of the season with a broken foot. So that's how well he's done. So yeah, it is serious. I mean you could play two up there maybe, I don't know, it's an option. Um but he's such a good midfielder. I, I quite like him in midfield, but obviously it's enabled me to shuffle other players around and we've actually at the moment got a nice much better balance and we've looked really good with these little changes so I'm really pleased with it um, but more than that it was also we've, we've worked really hard on movement at goal kicks because it's a big problem for us and we've started taking these really quick sharp goal kicks while the other team are not ready to close us down and press us and stuff and so that's what I've actually got more of a kick out of just seeing those little things developing and it's nice to win the games and stuff, but seeing the players move better at goal kicks and just do the things that you try and work on in training to see them take it into a game is it gives me a nice a nice feeling. So as much as I've enjoyed winning the games, I think that's all the parents care about. For me, <laughs> it's it, it it's it's hand in hand with those elements that you know we can improve on and physicality as well. We haven't been physical enough in a lot of games. In the last two games, we've almost bullied the opposition out of it because we've been really strong. Nobody's shirt to tackle and it's been great and we've just got to keep it going. But I can see the sort of development of the team this last few games and it's it's like something's clicked. So long may it continue. So, um, yeah, it was good. Very really good. good. How, Very how are the good. Girls, how are the girls yesterday? So we won um, yeah. 2-1. Against the team that we've we've lost to many times over, so That's sweet, yeah. And then they, it was a bit of backs to the wall. It was a bit of parking the bus towards the end. You know, they were looking for a, an equaliser, and we were trying to keep them out. So, yeah, no, re- they did really, really well to dig in there. So, um, had some good results recently. They've definitely improved. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, well, <laughs> the the results seem to suggest that. Again, I I I don't tend to get carried away with the results too much, just because uh, it's just not a it's just not linear, is it? This this journey that we're on, but it's it's nice. <laughs> Let's face it, it is nice. I bet so, they're uh, really chuffed after as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was aware. That 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 was the other thing as well. Seeing everybody high fiving each other and you know hand hand slapping and back slapping and all that, it was great. It was great to see and that having that team spirit's really good. I really like. Yeah, that. it's a good camera. Yeah, really yeah, so, yeah. Really good day. Really, really good day. Well, for us, I mean, it's on a Saturday as well, so you know, especially if. Again, I say I don't, I don't get too carried away, or try not to get too carried away with the results. But you know, if you get a defeat, whether it's yeah. a narrow one or a big spanking one for us, it's the Saturday morning, so it just ruins the whole weekend. To be quite honest, yeah. so you know, whereas the opposite is is slightly true. You know, so the, the weekend just seems a bit better when you get a win. So, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. So. This week we wanted to, we, we won't go off on a whole tangent again because I think we did that the last episode, didn't we? There's but always, um, there's always a possibility that could still happen. It could still happen. But what we intended to talk about was kind of your experiences. You you've been involved at the club, haven't you, in this soccer yeah. school, which is which sounds a bit like what I was doing last year, obviously the on Wildcats. the girls' side with yeah. the Wildcats, and we'll we'll probably do that again. Uh, this summer as well so just kind of interested to get your perspective on kind of how that's going so if we start right at the beginning if you sort of talk about well what what is it and then what what your role in it is so we do uh, our club we do a a soccer score every Saturday for I think it's six to eleven year olds I think Um, and it's like a drop in so you basically you, you pay a fiver and you just come along um, any Saturday you want there's two sessions there's an early session and a later session and you just basically play five you get an hour and a quarter of football um, on the 3G pitch um, so it's open for anybody really so you never know how many are going to turn up um, so it's sort of leaping into the unknown a bit but they've been advertising for coaches um, because obviously it's quite a big commitment they want people to commit every Saturday um, and they've had quite a few people who can't do that anymore. And there's quite, quite a few volunteers of young kids there, sort of 15, 16 year olds come and help. So I just wanted some coaches. So I thought, well, you know, I quite, I enjoy it obviously. And why not? You know, it's, I'm always around on a Saturday. Um, you get paid as well, which is obviously nice, but um, I thought as a coach, it would just be good to get involved in that and do a different age group ideally. And I actually do, I've been doing the the year one and twos, so between sort of six and eight years old, um, and normally I do under eleven. So it's it's quite a nice little change, and it's pushing me out of my comfort zone a bit going to that younger age group. So I kind of spoke to the to the sort of owner of the club, and he was just like, "Yeah, yeah, come down on Saturday and get going." I was like, "What?" Um, I thought, "Oh, kind of, you know, I thought he was going to say." you know, come and have a look at what everyone does. I mean, I used to take my kids down there, so I know the set I knew the setup already. And I think it's really good. Um so that's kind of how I got involved. So he's like, yeah, just come down. So I started yesterday was my third week there. Um and I've really enjoyed it so far. It's a it's a huge challenge though. It's some of it's sort of seat of your pants stuff, it feels a bit like, but 
um, yeah, it's thrown up quite a few interesting scenarios and stuff to deal with. But um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's good. So uh, again, that sounds great. And and for me, I think it was it was a massive learning curve actually because when you've got the team, like I say, you know roughly how many people you're going to have turn up. You know, you always, you never quite know, especially if it's a bit cold or raining or whatever. You roughly know, and you know who the players are. Yeah. And you know, you know, to focus on, maybe you're going to focus a bit on tactics, individual position work, you know, you're focused with a view to developing the players to play in a match. Yeah. What I found was, you know, sometimes it's not just, I don't know how many people are going to turn up because they're turning up in dribs and drabs. Mm. You, you sometimes have to think on the fly, you know, so you still have to plan a session, yeah. but I don't know whether, or I didn't know whether I was going to have five girls or 15 girls turn up, yeah. you know, and, and you've only got so many coaches. You can't, you can't pick up the bat phone and just, you know, get some more coaches down because, a whole wave of them have turned up today. Yeah. And so um, how, how have you found that? Just just modifying, like how do you structure your coaching plan that's to deal the, with? That's the challenge, yeah. I mean, the first week, I kind of got really worked up about it and I put this really elaborate, it wasn't elaborate, it was, I spent hours and hours that way. It was, I think because I was off, because it was Christmas, I spent, I'm not joking, I spent hours pouring over you know, going on the internet and pulling out out of my own coaching plans and just trying to put something together to pitch it right. That was the first challenge because I thought these are six to eight year olds. Like I said, I'm I'm used to doing a few years older, and like I said, I know my players. I know the areas they're weak on. I know the as a team what we need to work on. So it is a team structured session with a view to taking that into a game. And I thought, well, I can't really do that with this. Um, so that's the first thing, and then like I said you got no idea how many are turning up. So I, I sort of rocked up there and I, I set up, I think, I set up one pitch naively. And of course, there's 30 kids. So I'd set one pitch up and, <laughs> I, was just, and I started panicking because all these kids just kept turning up. And I was like, oh my God. So I had my sort of arrival activity and all the, you know, the, the sort of easing into the session, which is fine because it's for, I've done it deliberately for, you could do it for five kids or for 40. It was those sort of, game type based things where any any number of kids can join in so that wasn't the problem it was just going into a match it was like I can't we can't have 15 aside <laughs> so I had this young lad helping me luckily and he and he be, he's been there going there for quite a while so he's like look I'll get another pitch ready and it was fine so it was a real eye-opener and it was a good sort of learning experience the first one and the last couple of weeks we've got one of our under 12s coaches has been doing the first session with me which is good um, and he knows a few of the kids there, so he's been. We've been sharing it, kind of thing. Um, then the second session, I've been doing on my own because he can't do the second session, and most a few other people seem to disappear after the first session. So I've been doing the second session on my Todd. Um, but you get less people for that session, so I have. It's normally about seven aside, maybe fourteen, fifteen have been turning up. Mm-hmm. But it, but even yesterday. Um, the session started, it's only an hour and a quarter. I'd start, I'd, it was, I had everyone round. I think I had eight kids. Literally three or four minutes later, another eight had turned up a little bit <laughs> later. So I had, I had 16 kids. 
then one of the coaches from the younger age group said, oh, I think these two are too good for my group. I want to try them in your group. So I, then I had gone up to nearly 20. <laughs> and I was, I, was, I was like going, oh, my God. Um, so I, again, I, I, it was all sort of planned out what I was going to do. But I could hear yesterday, I was, I was trying this, this game, knocking balls off cones. Um, and I had two teams trying to do it. And there were probably too many players. And I could hear a few parents, you know, as I was going, as I was nearby going, oh, there's too many players on here. You're having a little grumble. So in the end, I, I took a few of them over to the younger age group and said, Look, I've got too many. Can I, you know, you've, they had two coaches doing that session. They had less players. And they go, yeah, yeah. So it got a bit easier after that. Um, but yeah, it's, if you're on your own, that's the challenging bit. Trying Because you, you're trying to, keep everybody interested because you've got all these kids flying around all over the place. Obviously, you've got all the parents standing there watching you. Um, you're trying to gauge because the, the the ability level is massively different as well. You've got some kids yeah. who, obviously, who don't come a lot, who are nervous and need a bit of hand-holding kind of thing. You've got some kids running around on the floor crying half the time. You've got other kids... Um, you know, if off in their own little world, so it's it's a completely different thing to deal with than I would with my own team. So, um, but I'd like to think because I've you know I've I've got a team, I've got three kids myself. I'm kind of okay with that sort of empathy with kids. I would like to think, which hopefully is helpful because I think that's the most important thing I've learned is that you've really got to be able to speak to the kids at the right level because they're all completely different personalities some you know some are really demanding when i'm there some just get on with it so it's um it's very very interesting and it is the the session flies by because it just goes so quick because you constantly there's always something to deal with um as well as you're trying to get the balance right between making it fun because of the age group but also educational mm-hmm. and you want you want to try and develop them a bit even though it's hard because it's so random um but even in the three weeks, I would say 60, 70% of the kids are coming every week. So I'm getting to know them. Yeah. To, yeah. To, get to know who's good and who's not and who needs this, who needs that. Um, so I think it will get easier from that sense because I'll start to know those, the sort of personalities and I'm already seeing it. Um, and some of them are, can be quite challenging. Um, but because I think I've got that dialogue right and I can pitch it right. I think that's a real advantage and a, when I spoke to the owner about getting involved, he said, he said, we're kind of looking for older coaches because we have a lot of young kids there who volunteer. And he said, they're great. But he said, you don't get that empathy with the kids. So if you've got kids coming to you crying and you're 16 years old, you just, you're not used to that. <laughs> and it's kind of, yeah, yeah. It's, it's harder to sort of get on their level and deal with that. So I can kind of see it and, I, and I'm kind of quite good at doing that. And I've had some really nice comments from parents after saying, oh, you know, you really like the way you're doing it. And, you know, you're, they've, they've said, Oh, you're making. I like the way you're. Like, like for example, yes, I, I make them take throw-ins properly, and if they don't, I make I make them do it again. And if it's a goal kick, I make the opposition go to the halfway line, like you mm-hmm. did in a seven-a-side game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I make them take a centre if the other team scores a goal. I sometimes, not very often, but I'll stop the game and try and point out where they're all stood because you can probably imagine what happens when the ball's in play. It's like. <laughs> A swarm of bees, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> that's what made me laugh about the these parents sort of moaning about the amount of numbers because I thought I could do a four aside on this pitch and you'd, you'd have eight people or three or six people just all following the ball. No matter what numbers you do, they just all do it. It's just 
it's impossible to get them to stop. Yeah. So you just have to sort of let them get on with it and just try as much as you can. So when it's a goal kick, I'll I'll tell the goalkeeper not to kick it and I will try and I'll try and place the kids and say, right, who's on the left? Who's on the right? Can we spread out? Can we make some, you know, all that stuff rather than just letting them get on with it? Because that's not coaching. That's just standing there watching them play a match. So you're trying to get as much in as you can whilst not overloading a six-year-old's brain. You know, it's kind of... Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, the, and the feedback from the boats is nice when they're saying, yeah, I really like the way you're doing it. It's great because I've, I've never done it before and I don't know what to expect. I've... I've kind of based it on what I've seen down there when I used to take my kids, mm-hmm. what I would do with my team. And yeah, just try and I want, because I'm, I'm conscious that they're paying for them to go. So I want them, I want to try and get as much out of it for the kids as I can. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I found that a bit of an added pressure as well. Do the wildcat stuff that, you know, that was a paid, you know, turn up and pay on the day kind of thing as well. So you, you're you kind get, of conscious many, of that. How many did you get turning up for that? It was, it's not as bad as you. Didn't you say there were about 30 or something on the, on the first day? I'm sure, I'm sure I had about 18 or something. Um, but the thing I found difficult was these, it wasn't like, you know, five minutes before, uh, the sessions due to start, you start with 18, you know, sometimes it'd be like, well, we, we've got two players here. Yeah. And then sort of 10 minutes into the hour, you're still getting people turning up. Mm. And I've, I've mentioned this activity before where set up a couple of cones, you know, almost like goals on one side, goals on the other, but only about, you know, 10, 15 yards apart. And then if you get five, you know, people, different color bibs, five people on one side, five people on the other, and then you just get them one at a time to try and run through the opposition's gate and you get one defender to try and tick them to stop them getting through that gate. And it's to work on the defender, you know, reacting, you know, getting their body in the way. Um, And and it's a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. you know. But I had, you know, I had a good number you know, it was something like four aside or something like that to start off with. And then people just kept turning up. And then I ended up with like about eight aside or something like that. And it, it yeah. just didn't work because people were just stood around for ages, you know, because one, four or five aside is about the right number for that. Mm. Because, you know, you're, it's hard work, you know, to, to try and feign. And if you're the attacker trying, you know, jostle try and get them into uh the defenders into a position feign to go one way drop the shoulder run the other way and the defenders got to work quite hard so you have a little break while the other people are going the previous week it worked really well and then this week it it just worked terribly because the numbers just broke it yeah but what i'm interested in so so for you because because a lot of what you're saying rings true for for what i experienced as well how did you what does a typical hour for you look like right now then in terms of what, what I'm thinking of, you know, in terms of warm up, arrival activity, uh, working on some, something, dare I say drills, practices, um, and a match at the end or, you know, how, how does that look? Yeah, it's kind of similar. I mean, there's kind of an arrival activity, so it will be, because it's such large numbers and I plan for large numbers, it'll be invariably something along the lines of, you know, there's 
boxes in the corner of, each, of the pitch, you know, would do some sort of sharks and fishes type stuff just to get them running around and tagging. They all seem to enjoy that. Then I'll introduce Okay, so hold on then. Sharks and fishes. What yeah. was that? It's kind of like bulldog. British right. bulldog. But... Wasn't that banned in playgrounds? Right? Yeah, it's a, it's a family-friendly version. No no actual rugby tackling. That's what we used to do when I was on <laughs> hard concrete floors. Fucking insane. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's literally, it'll either be a variation of start at one end of the pitch, you've got a tagger, you go to the other side of the pitch. If you get tagged, you join in as tagger, that sort of thing. Then I'll, I've started changing it. So I'll have a box in each corner of the pitch, say, and you start in the middle, then you've got to run to a box without getting tagged. You can go to any box. Then I'll introduce a ball. You've got to your box with your ball. The tagger's got to kick your ball out. So it's always, I'll start with the arrival activity, then introduce balls into it. And then we'll sort of just move. We tend to just move into dribbling stuff or passing and receiving and that sort of thing. So there is a sort of, there's a skill element involved trying to watch them, how they control the ball. I'll pair them up, have one trying to get the ball off the other, introduce gates for them to dribble through. And I'm always giving them challenges like keep how many, keep score. How many points do you get? If you do this, you get a point. And they all see that seems to sort of engage the brains a bit. Um, and they all start making it up. How many points do you get, Freddie? Oh, I've got 550. Yeah. So I'll say something like, oh, wow, Freddie's on fire. How are we going to beat 550? Rather than going, oh, shut up, Freddie, you're talking rubbish. So you've got, that's the sort of where the dialogue comes in and you just got to try and make it really fun. Yeah, I quite yeah. enjoy that. I really enjoy that side of it. There, um, there's one girl who, who's always, always, so if, if she was with old Freddie there, I'd go, right, now, how many have you got? 551. Yeah, <laughs> it's always good. just one exactly. more yeah. than what the other person yeah, said. Kids like, I've got 1,000. It's like, okay. <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, so doing this, this, it was called a pirate game. So you, you're on the ship in the middle and there's a box in each corner, which are the islands. You've got to get to Ireland, swim or run to an island, then get back to the ship, then go to the next island. How many you can do in 20 seconds? Oh, I did all four of them. Oh, I don't think you did. I saw you go to one. No, I did all four. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, and then it will just be, yeah, maybe some, like, like I said, I set up all these cones with balls on each side and I had two teams playing each other and they had to try and knock the balls off um, with, the, with a football. It didn't work that well because we had too many kids. That's where I, there were a few grumbles about the amount of players. But mm-hmm. so I just sort of think on my feet. Thought, well, it's kind of working, but not really. Um, so you just sort of live and learn. Then we invariably go into. They all just want to play matches, of course. But I don't want them just to play matches for an hour. So I do try and have at least half an hour of like ten minutes of fun. Well, it's all fun, but you know what I mean. Some specific ball type mm-hmm. stuff for all. I'll get them to we'll do different games where I get them to show me what skills they've got. So I'll, so I'll shout out commands, say, right, like green light, go, amber light, do a drag back and go the opposite direction. You know, skill time, show me your skills, show me a step over, show me a drag back, show me a, a rainbow flick, whatever. And they're quite, so, oh, I can show you this. Great. A rainbow flick? Yeah. You're six years old and you're well, teaching them rainbow doing, flicks. Like, I'll tell you what, right, this kid turned up last week and he goes, I can do a rainbow flick. I was like, yeah, go on then. And I'll tell you what, he did it. And he did it, <laughs> he did it repeatedly. So, so I was going, right, look, Johnny here, he can do rainbow flicks. Who else can do it? And a few of those are like, oh, I can do it. And I'll tell you what, mate, 
a few of them could do it. I couldn't do it. I was going, oh, watch me do it. And I was just rubbish. Yeah, the fall over, falling over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was astonished. He was like, yeah, he, he put his money where his mouth was and he could do it. So I think I was about 15 before I managed to do it. And I still can't do it in a match situation, you know. Yeah. Elijah can sometimes do it, but I can't do it. Um, so, yeah. So, we, yeah, then we... We kind of go into matches, and to be fair, I think the parents love them playing matches because they all get involved and start shouting a lot, and they all go mad when their players, their son scores. And that's where you get a bit of coaching on the side sidelines and stuff. As well. <laughs> um, so I think the structures, I'm always looking to evolve it, but as a sort of initial stab, I think it's going okay. It's just trying to look like you know what you're doing, and um, can, can we can we explore arrival activities for a second because. So, so do all your players turn up like, and, and are ready to go on the hour? No, like that's what I said yesterday. So I had eight and then all of a sudden we'd, we'd sort of started and I don't know where they all came from. Like literally another 10 turned up yeah. after we'd started. So they're all, they're all late. And even like 20 minutes later, they were still, I had another kid turn up and it was like, when are people going to stop turning up? So a lot of the arrival activities I'll, I'll look at you know, when you, you go on Hive or, you know, just browsing YouTube and whatever, mm. they they still require quite a bit of explaining yeah. before you can get going. And I found it, you know, for the more complex ones, it, it was tough because, you know, if you in that scenario there, you've got eight players, you start off with eight players and then another eight rock up in, in dribs and drabs. Yeah. You need to explain it over and over again. And it's not that easy no. to to keep or to just join in and as part of the arrival so so for me you know just trying to fundamentally understand what an arrival activity is i I think a lot of them that i see don't really work in this kind of environment it works more when you know you have got people turning up and it's it's like the first you know 10 minutes before the training session starts but Everyone's pretty much ready to go when the training session starts. Maybe it works then, but yeah. for these soccer school type things, it, at least in my experience, they I didn't get them to work that well because they required a lot more explaining. And what I what I settled on as and used it as a bit of a crutch, to be honest, because I couldn't find any better. The the ones that I found that worked the best were. I'd have, you know, I'd, I'd lay out a, a decent sized area, you know, say of, of yellow cones. So everyone stay within this area and then put smaller, different colored cones in there. So, you know, and group them together. So maybe you'll have a couple of red cones quite close together as gates and get them dribbling through that. Yeah. And then, you know, introduce little challenges. You know, so when you get through a gate, you know, then do three keepy uppies or something and because again some of the some of the players haven't kicked a ball that much before so yeah it's like well okay that's fine if you you know pick it up throw it kick it once and then you know if you have to go and pick it up and kick it again you know you have to adjust it for wherever the players are i found doing something like that with the dribbling and the variations, you know, introducing the, again, if you have little different color gates, right, you can't go through the same color gate. So if you go through a red gate, you have to go and find a, a blue gate or something like that. Yeah. That was the easiest way to have people arriving like that, where the people who were turning up a lot earlier 
weren't getting bored, but it was a it's a pretty simple, you know, you, you're only each iteration, if you like, is only 30 to 60 seconds long. So if yeah. someone turns up, it's just right, here's a ball, dribble around the cones and then, you know, do something. Uh, dribble through a gate and then drag it back and yeah. do a bit of a Cruyff turn maybe or something. You know, you can keep adapting it so yeah. it's fairly fresh. But I didn't find an arrival activity that worked quite as well as that. All all the rest of them that I tried, you know, were fairly difficult to, to yeah. introduce players if, if you had them just turning up in dribs and drabs. Yeah. No, you're right. It is... It is. It is difficult, and I, I deliberately plan it, assuming I, I I do them now, assuming I've got thirty kids as a rule of thumb. So they will be like the sharks and fishes is, is brilliant because it, it's very simple, and it just gets them running around, and it's a bit of fun. They love it. Then you can put a ball in there, but anybody can just rock up and do that. It's not a problem. Oh, you're late. Yeah, we're just doing this. You just join in. Yeah, um, but but like for example, on Thursday for the minor elevens, we did I did handball. It's like netball, isn't it? I put mm-hmm. two goals close together, and because we've normally got most people there on time, so you've got seven or eight at least. So it's like right, two teams, handball. You know, just play it like netball. You got to throw it into the goal, and they, and they love that. They're all like, oh, I love playing this. Then the last few dribs and drabs turn up. Yeah, I'll, yeah, you got on that team. You got on that team. Join in, carry on. I couldn't do that yesterday. It'd be, it'd be impossible because I'd have to have probably three games going. Mm-hmm it'd be too many people to organise. So yeah, it's a completely, it's got to be a sort of wide ranging, very simple, um, invariably a lot of mine don't involve a ball to start with. I'll introduce the ball after. Um, so anybody can just come and run around. It's it's a lot of running around and stuff. Like I'll do, I did one yesterday, which works pretty well, where I put, I put four, again, I've got four boxes in it, in the corner of each pit. So there's four corners of the pitch of the box. And I'll put a different coloured load of bibs in each box and I'll just have them running around randomly, like jogging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say, right, I'm going to call out a bib colour. And there's, say, six bibs in um, each corner. And I'll say, right, whichever colour I call out, the first six to get a bib, hold them up, you get a point. So I'll call an orange bib. They'll run. Everyone runs to the orange corner, get some, and I'll do that for five minutes. Then I'll, yeah. or, then I'll say, right, get a ball. You've now got to dribble with your ball. You can only pick up a bib if you've stopped your ball under your foot in the corner. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you get a couple of kids who start crying because they haven't got a bib. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can't win. And then like, there's a kid. He did that yesterday. His kids started crying. He's a bit. He's cry. He cries a lot actually, and he he started crying because he didn't. Have, he hadn't got points. He didn't get a bib. So I dealt with it by saying, "Right, hands up. Who hasn't got a point?" And of course, there's like 15 kids. Hands up. I said, "There you go, Oscar." All these, all these other guys haven't got a point either. It's not a problem. Let's go, you know, and it's sort of just trying to find a way around it like that and make it light. But you can never keep everybody happy. But, um, yeah, that is a challenge. So I'm learning. That's been the biggest learning thing. What can I do that's going to just be easy for all these kids? Because from yesterday, you're never going to have – you're only going to have half of them when you start the session because the rest turn up late. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, it's interesting. Yeah, and, and you can, that last scenario you just said there is quite funny. You know, kids crying and that. I saw an interview with Mourinho. I think he was accusing some of the modern day players oh. being a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the same, um, the same kid left yesterday crying his eyes out because he hadn't scored a goal in the match we played. 
<laughs> and uh, you know, kind of like, and what could you say? You know, lovely I, kid, but yeah, he's um, one of those. You get to see get some. I can't remember if I told you that you know one of the girls who was turning up, and and you know, I, it was one of those where you almost feel like you know you don't want to be here at all. Do you? It's just yeah. you know you're being dragged along, there's, but there's a, fear, there's a fear of those. I think, but you get that anywhere. I think. Yeah, she just you know you're trying to be encouraging and whatever, and it's just it seemed to be that kids like that, their face was just a magnet for the ball. <laughs> so, you know, just don't want to be there anyway. And so get yeah. smacked in the face with a ball yeah. and it's like, oh, come on. It's like one of the, yeah, one of the weeks she'd got almost through the whole session and all ricochets back off the bar and smacks her in the face. And I'm like, oh, oh don't worry, not again. <laughs> yeah. We had to, there's one kid last week who spent the entire session, um, just literally hacking people's legs away um, to the point that it was one of the parents got really angry about it. And he sort of, he didn't have a go at me, but he shouted that I, I needed to sort it out. And I, and I kind of was, I kept speaking to this kid and literally it was ridiculous. Somebody would go past him and he would just hack their legs away. He wasn't even trying to get the ball. So he was doing this over and over against different kids. And of course, some of the kids are getting upset and I, and then I, I sort of kept saying to him, look, just watch your tackling. You know, you're, you're starting to hurt people. It's, you know, we just got to calm down. Uh, and in the end, I said to him, I said to him, look, if, you, if it happens again, I'm going to have to ask you to get off the pitch because people are getting hurt. Um, and in the end, he kind of calmed down a bit. He wasn't there this week, but I've got to keep an eye on that because obviously parents are getting all right. And I would, if somebody was hacking my kids' legs down constantly, you'd be thinking, what's going on? But um, yeah, I, I, that's interesting. That I, I would probably, I would probably have them timing out for a bit. Yeah, if, I mean, if think, it carried on. Yeah, I think it, it, after I basically said, if you do it again, you'll have to go off the pitch. He, he, he can't. It was only like ten minutes left, and he didn't do it again. But um, I spoke to the other coaches about it yesterday, and they said, yeah. Then one of them knew exactly who I was talking about. He said, yeah. He, he, he said he's been coming for a couple of years. He said he used to do it in the youth, in the foundation group. He said he used to do that. So he's obviously still doing it. And I mean, it will get to the point. I'll have to speak to a parent or whoever's bought him and say, look, if, if he doesn't stop, you're not going to be able to come because I can't have people turn up and just kicking people. That's not what we're here for. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's interesting. And the only other thing that did my head in last week was what was a parent coaching for the whole session, like non-stop. And he was, you know, you know that parent who's really loud, whose voice just doubles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those. And even in, even even before players had arrived, he was coaching his kid when there's like four people there, just having a knockabout on the pitch before we started. He's coaching him then, and it went on. He, he spoke. He probably shouted more than I did, or spoke more than I did, and he just didn't let up. And it really drove me nuts. And I thought, should I say something? Should I not say? I didn't say anything. I let him get on with it, but it was, it just got to the point. It was driving me to distraction. Um, and talked about it with parents for our own teams, haven't we? But again, in this kind of soccer school environment where they're paying on the day, that's why I felt um, I didn't. I I mean, if what I will do is if it keeps happening, I'll speak to my other coaches who've been there longer than me and say, Look, how do you deal with that? Because obviously, he's paid for his son to come, but. Equally, it's not his job to come here and coach him. 
Um, and the poor kid. There still has to be a code of conduct kind yeah, of, of thing. Of course it does. And the doesn't poor that? kid doesn't know. I mean, that's, you know, he wasn't the blessed with the greatest ability, this kid. So I thought the poor kid, you're putting this pressure on him, trying to tell him what to do, this, that, and the other. I thought, just let him play. You don't need to be shouting all this stuff at him. So I will, if, I mean, he didn't, again, he didn't come this week. So he may, he may have just come. He may be one of these who comes occasionally. I don't know. I'm still sort of learning the ropes, but um, I will speak to the other coach and say, look, how do you deal with that? Because that shouldn't really be happening. Um, and, if, and if it was my under 11s and that was happening, I would speak to the parents and say, look, you've got, you got to calm this down. I don't want to hear that. You know, so um, yeah, we'll see how that pans out. But again, it's another sort of little googly thrown in there that you've got to try and deal with. Yeah, yeah. But overall, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Really enjoying it. And I, I quite like doing the younger kids, actually. It's quite nice. So um, we'll see how it goes. Very good. Yeah. No, it'd be interesting. And like I say, I'll, I'll, we'll be starting up the Wildcats again later this year. And it is just a, a very different kind of coaching challenge. But uh, it definitely keeps you on your toes, doesn't it? It certainly does. <laughs> well, I think we should wrap it up there. So, Ben, how would people get in touch with us? How would they indeed? So, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, we've got an uh, email account. That's uh, at grassrootscoachcast at gmail.com. And uh, we're on Twitter uh, at grootscoachcast. So, yeah, we've had um, some really good emails and tweets and messages from people um, with a wide range of things that we've discussed on here and um, other things that we've not discussed on here. But it's great to hear other experiences and issues and scenarios that people are trying to deal with and it really helps us as well on this podcast to sort of learn and um just understand how other people are dealing with stuff so yeah keep those coming in if there's anything you want us to talk about or you like what you hear um drop us a what was it a five star review on five star review yeah. yeah and i think you know as well as you know so obviously the five stars helps but i was thinking we we should get people to to kind of write you know, maybe what's your favorite activity or something like that? Instead of just saying, oh, this podcast's great or whatever, we should have something like, you know, let us know what your, what do you think? Favorite, favorite arrival activity is or something? Yeah, that'd be a good start. That'd be a really good start. Yeah, arrival activities, as we've discussed that a bit, obviously we're learning what, what works, what doesn't work. So, yeah, what works for you guys out there that, have contacted us before just let us know what your favorite arrival activity is and what or anything as well i'd be interested in that you've done that really spectacularly didn't work that'll be interesting as well yeah. I've, I've got a few of those in my locker <laughs> yeah. no because i i just think I, I think with the arrival activities it so sets you up for the whole session you know if you if you have a a poor you know an arrival activity that just doesn't go the way you think it it would have done yeah, I, a lot. I think the rest of the session and i don't know if it's you know in my own mind i, I you know it's already the whole session's tainted and it's a failure now mm. because the arrival activity didn't particularly work but i think it does just if you can get the right one and the kids are, are up for it you know they they're enthusiastic full of beans you know i just think it it helps the rest of the session so yeah let, let's go with let us know what your favorite arrival activity is in, instead of the review um yeah that'd be good 
And that'd be good to know. And and I echo totally what you say. I mean, it is great to have that um, to have those emails and stuff coming in as well. So um, a lot of coaches in the same or very similar positions to ours, and, and with with different scenarios that we haven't come up across ourselves as well. So keep them coming in. Absolutely love those. I just want to give a quick shout out to um, Studio, who are obviously sponsoring us on the show. Um, so if you uh, if you guys out there are after a really good pair of headphones, um, if you go to www.sudio.com, that's S-U-D-I-O, as in the Phil Collins song, there is a link. Um, I've got a pair of the headphones, so is Dave, and they are absolutely amazing, I've got to say. So check those guys out. They're also on Twitter at Studio Sweden, S-U-D-I-O-S-W-E-D-E-N. So they've got all sorts of headphones there, and they are fantastic. I've just got to say this <laughs> this game today, right? We had um, the ref came over before the game, and, and I knew him. He's um, one of Evie's um, coaches at Wimbledon. All so right. He, so he's just left actually Wimbledon. So he coached. They've got two teams at her age group. He coached the other one. So I've obviously seen him at tournaments, and I know him quite well. Well, not quite well, but I know him. And I was like, "Oh, Paris. His name's Paris." Weirdly, I said, "Oh, right, Paris," and he sort of looked at me, and I, I said. I'm Evie's dad, I, you know, Wimbledon. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, how are you doing, sort of thing. And I sort of said, oh, you know, can you... I said, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'll referee for this this club. Um, and he's just moved to another team to coach. He's only like 20, I don't know, 25. He's quite young. Um, so I said, oh, you know, can you give us a few decisions? He goes, oh, how much money you got? You know, a bit of banter. I'll tell you what, mate, what a referee is. Yeah? Absolutely, absolutely unbelievable. It was really... It, it was funny, right? Our third goal... Their linesman, he flagged Elijah offside, right? And he, and the ball, it's this whole interfering second phase nonsense, I don't know. So the ball's gone up to our striker and he flagged, right? And he was flagging for Elijah because Elijah was offside and the ball had gone nowhere near Elijah. So Elijah got himself back onside and the referee just played on because he, he looked, he goes, no, no, he's not offside because he's not interfering. So the ball then got put through to Elijah. He went through and he smashed it in. So they'd all sort of slowed down thinking he was going to give a free kick and he didn't. So he gave us the goal, and their fucking their linesman and, and manager went absolutely ape shit. Yeah. So I tell you what, right? He get he get he, he was like a sergeant major. The ref, he just goes, "You two over here now, right?" He oh, really? them over like naughty school kids, and he went absolutely ape shit at him. He was going, he basically explained brilliantly the offside rule, and he knew it off by heart. So yeah, he just he laid it out in no uncertain terms why given the goal. And they sort of like retreated with their tail between their legs. But he was he was like it the whole game. He was, he was like a sergeant major. He was going, right, throw in. Feet on the ground. I want it behind your head. All this sort of thing. And if people were throwing it into the floor, he go, nope, take it again. You can't throw it into the floor. <laughs> right. Got to be over your head. He was like that. And one of their kids, well, this time, uh, in the second half, we were like 6-1 up or something. And one of, the, one of their subs is crying his eyes out going, I hate the ref. He's rubbish. He's useless. And to be fair, their manager said, he said, do you know what? He's actually a really good ref. He said, and he, yeah, summed, yeah. he summed him up perfectly. He said, he's a bit of an old woman, but he's a great ref. And I thought that <laughs> is absolutely spot on what he was like. He was absolutely superb. Probably the, I gave him 100 marks out of 100 on my ref report. So never oh, nice. It was that good. Um, but yeah, he was an old woman with it. Oh my God, he made me laugh. <laughs> he really made me laugh. The way he did everything, he was just, it was a bit David Brent-like. You'd have loved it. Oh, oh it yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it made me laugh. But yeah, the way he dealt with that was so. I thought, I wish all the rest did that. You two over here, come over here. I want to speak to you. It's like yeah, sounds perfect. That 
Oh, it was great. It was great. It was so good. So, uh, cool, cool. That made me chuckle. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Ben. Well, I'll speak to you again next week. We'll try and not, not to let get distracted and have another week off. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Cheers, Dave. Okay. Bye now. Cheers, mate. Bye.